Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. As Dick Raditz once said to me, I just took a shit that looked like a statue of Hayward Sullivan. <laughs> I feel great. I feel great, and Aniston doesn't upset my stomach. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Ben? Mm, you, know, you. you know Jimmy Dunn? I, I just met. Oh, uh, never mind. Jimmy Dunn is a funny, funny guy. He's here now. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you were going to build up to that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I, don't, no I, stepped, I stepped right on that. <laughs> I can't build up to this podcast. You just kind of ride it. You know? I, I'm not sure if it is a podcast or if I was coming in the basement to get whacked. I, that felt like a Goodfellas moment when you said, yeah, yeah, just come down here. Down, well, we're down, no, downstairs. We're down here. We no, have no, no. Cre- we kill you afterwards, <laughs> yeah. so that way we have the last recording of but you. But you and notice it, how authentically we've yeah. recreated uh, J- Jimmy Bulger's basement. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's for sale. I don't know if you heard that story. I saw that on the news. Three and a half million bucks they want for a little dinky 1,800-square-foot Southie place. What do you wow. think of that? That's it's a lot of money. Sounds overpriced to me. Yeah, overpriced. I, I guess it's the history you're paying for there, right? Are you? I you guess. gotta have. You gotta be a sick person with three and a half million dollars saying, "Yeah, I that's, want that house. I want the. I want the place where Bulger killed all those people." <laughs> I gotta tell you, Howie Carr's <laughs> probably gonna be the guy who buys it, right? That would be the ultimate <laughs> if he bought it with his book money. Yeah, from the book, a little lemonade stand out front selling books. <laughs> yeah, you know, just walked in there into the living room, took a huge shit on the floor, walked out, and never stepped foot back in there again. It actually would make sense to buy it and. And do something commercial, museum or something. Podcast from from you know, there. You can put right? it the Bulger podcast. <laughs> and this is the le- pair of leather pants he wore <laughs> one night when he. Um, Jimmy Dunn is a comedian. He's an actor. True. He's a he's a fine fella. What else do you do? Acting and comedian stuff. I do actor. <laughs> that's exactly perfect. That's what I do. Acting and comedian stuff. Yeah, I, I, I write. I tell jokes. I do. Uh, I, I do it all, man. Anything make things funny. Well, you, you know, when you do a good job at that, I hadn't seen your actual act, although I knew who you were, obviously. Yeah, we cross paths all the time. Yeah. 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 But when I saw you in New Hampshire, everybody, I looked around the whole time, and I was laughing because I look around, I'm self-conscious when I laugh. Right. Because <laughs> spittle comes out and stuff. I look around, everybody else is laughing, too. So you won't laugh unless other people are laughing? They were all laughing, too. So I said, what? He's one of those. Yeah. They're not even going to look at me spitting right. over here. Um, but you're a very funny guy. Also, uh, you know, I forgot to mention off the top of the show, Smitty, I can't believe I forgot. Are you okay, Mikey? Guests of the Planet Mikey podcast <laughs> eat at Joe Fish in North Andover and North Reading. Sometimes they get freaking lobster. Yeah, I, I can't heard. wait. Jimmy says he likes it. I my and I do, and my wife loves it. Get too, the big so. Kahuna lobster roll, or do what I do. That's get what it. I tell her. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I get sometimes I get three pound, four pound lobsters there, and Jimmy yeah. Dietz is the best. He he goes and hand selects them. Yeah, and then they come out and they do the. Uh, uh, what's that thing the guy did in the Karate Kid with a crane kick? Crane kick. The, the lobster's trying to kick me. You're not gonna have me for that. I'm like, you are dead. Is that what you say? You bring bring him to the table before you boil him. I do. I want to. I want to talk to him. Talk him. I named them. I named them. Guess who's gonna get eaten, Charlie? Okay, your name you. is Ed, and guess what, Ed? You're dead. Bad but, day uh, for you, Ed. Joe Fish is a great place. Now you you li- you're from Beverly, correct? Uh, but you also are from Hampton Beach. I am. Yeah. Tell I'm, me how I, that so, works. When I was a young child, my uh, my parents uh, it didn't work out for my uh, parents, and uh, they split up when I was a young child. And the next thing you know, my mom moved to Hampton Beach, which is my, nice. It's beautiful. My mom uh, got a place right up on a beach, and my dad 
stayed in Beverly. So I actually went to school in Beverly. Yeah. And then every weekend and every summer. Of course. Up to Hampton Beach. Of course. And now, years later, I uh, I bought a place. I bought a place in Hampton Beach a long time ago, and I, I just bought a new place right behind my mom's old house. Perfect. So it all goes full circle. You know, yeah. here's the weirdest connection to Hampton Beach that I have. My aunt, my great aunt, Jessie. Okay. Had the oldest house in Hampton. It was a farmhouse. It was built in like, I don't know, 17, whatever. Yeah. And it was right on the main, one of the main roads there. It was huge. It went back from the road. It was long and it had all kinds of land with it. And that's my Aunt Jessie. She had a pot bellied stove and she'd say, over here, the little, little horses out of the barn. <laughs> and she had a deep voice, too. Yeah. She was great. <laughs> Sound like a catch. Yeah, she she got all crinkled up and we, but I just love going she up there. Got all crinkled up. Oh, she had a farmyard and stuff like that. Yeah, I that'll mean. crinkle you. <laughs> I, I, Working on the farm, you'll get crinkly. And she called them husses. Horses. Yeah, instead of, yeah. of well, yeah, I'm that's from Connecticut. Horses. We call them fucking horses down there. there. Horses. Horses. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's a connection to Hampton Beach and my okay. my all my uh, great aunts lived up there. And I, if they weren't dead, I'd probably tell you go drop in and see them. Yeah. But they're not around. They're so how'd the horses make out? They're dead too. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> don't bother visiting them either. All right, now, Jimmy uh, has been. You were you were on the Letterman show. I was on the Letterman show. How, tell me about that because th- that not that many people can claim to have been on the Letterman. No, show. No, very few. And yeah. and and it was one of the coolest nights of my life. And and then when I started in comedy, that was it. That was the that was the Stanley Cup. If you. Got to perform on Letterman. It, you ask a lot of the guys from my generation what their goal was, and it was a lot of them just to get on Letterman. That was it, just right. to get on Letterman. And I had a that was the goal. That was the goal, and I had a phenomenal set, and um, it was it was surreal. It was super cool, and a moment that like. Yeah, I did it. It was really cool. Now, I, I watched that this morning. Yeah. Did you buy that suit about 10 minutes before you went out? It was so shiny. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of... Everybody asked me about the suit. Um, I bought it three days before. Yeah. You don't wear a beat-up suit. It fresh. Yeah. yeah. You got to have a and fresh suit. You didn't have suit. a chance to dull it down yeah. before the actual... Yeah, I didn't know uh, you had to dull it. Well, the TV shines it up a little bit, too. They put yeah, makeup like the on me. I was HD. a little shiny, too. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it's a dark stage. It and, popped. Yeah. It popped. Yeah. It's funny because I actually... Uh, that was my wife's doing. My wife said, you got to get a suit that stands out in front of that black curtain. So uh, <laughs> it certainly wasn't me. I, I think I... I own two suits, and that's one of them. <laughs> good, good thing. Hold on to that one. And then too, the cause... other one I bought for when I did Conan. I yeah. yeah. Now what's with Conan's hair? Uh, <laughs> I didn't I get never... too close to it. I've it's never... on the top of his head. And he's very tall, so <laughs> really tall, I couldn't get it? up there. But uh, it looked real to me. But isn't there? Wasn't there something along the way somehow he could have done to fix that giant? It looks like uh, a wave crashing in on the shore, doesn't it? Kind of <laughs> a giant comma. What is it? I don't like know. Red what... tide. Yeah. I you know I just figured I'd, I'd ask somebody who, who I think it's a statement that he makes. Yeah, I don't think he wants to fix it because that's the first thing you think of is you, you think of his yeah. hair. So and here we are, part of the silhouette for his company. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all okay. marketing. It's all, right. all about logos. I, I mean, I, why did you go with that look for that long? No, he didn't. Doctor Leonard helped him with that. Doctor Leonard, that's right. Yeah. I was more yeah. talking about the face. One eight hundred, get here, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy pays attention over here. This guy, he's he's cognizant. Uh, by the way, that that's, that works. You believe that the, the moss I got going? You here? got some good moss there, dude. As, I had a, as our friend Eck would say, I, I had you got some a, nice uh, lettuce up there. Bald spot the size of a uh, an IHOP pancake <laughs> back there, and it was getting bigger and bigger. It was shiny as hell, and it was like I was so depressed because I, I was going to look like either Danny DeVito or some fucking monk. Yeah, Friar Tuck. So yeah, Friar Tire Fuck. Yeah, 
And I, you want to try that again? So I no. got your letter. They ta- the Just thing is, it. he takes your own hair. It's not yeah. like he's getting hair off a yak. Right. <laughs> or off Ben's back. You wouldn't want yak hair? Hairless no. back there. Yeah, Hairless. about the yak back hair? So he, and it, he, they take and they transplant it on your, in the ball spot, and it's your own hair. So it's the same color. It grows yeah. the same pace. Uh, it, it doesn't, the body doesn't reject it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so that's why I got this frothy little moth going over here right now. We left that. <laughs> frothy little moth. Are you high on something, young yes. man? Yes, yes, I am. By the way, he's wearing his Andre the Giant shirt. Oh, we saw, yeah, we noticed that earlier. Yeah. Sharp. Fantastic. That's sharp, man. His girlfriend made him sell the Andre the Giant underpants <laughs> that he had. They're a little too big. <laughs> Couldn't quite fill them. Now, Jimmy Dunn is here with us. He's yes. a comedian. He's an actor. You were on. The, tell me about the McCarthys. That was a sitcom situation. Yes, it for was. You. It was a sit- sitcom situation. Now, did you play an Irish person? <laughs> <laughs> I played a. Uh, I played a big dumb guy from Boston. With an authentic Boston accent who uh, used to be a bit of an athlete and had since let himself go and enjoy sandwiches. Perfect. <laughs> Typecast. Yeah. And there's never been anyone named McCarthy from Boston who right. fits that description. No, not that's at all. A, that's McCarthy. Well, the, the best part was that they were casting in L.A. and they couldn't. the guy who wrote the show was a Boston guy. And he was like, I want, everyone wants somebody from New England. And So uh, it sounds right. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds right. Yeah. And so... Uh, the script came into a casting director in Boston, and it said, big, fat, dumb guy who used to be an athlete who loves sandwiches. And she goes, Jimmy Dunn, Fred Smurless. <laughs> oh, no, not that big. That, they got to put now, some other people. Not that dumb. Were you an athlete I in, wasn't in much of an life. athlete, no. I I was six foot three uh, when I was a freshman in high school, and everyone thought I was going to be an athlete. But I had a vertical leap of about two inches, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't swing a bat, and I couldn't throw a baseball, and so yeah. it was very. I made all the freshman teams, and then I got sort of put down the end of the bench, and then that was kind of it. Hey, having a two inch vertical leap is better than having a two inch forward thrust, you know, in any line of work, right, Smitty? Are you ready for that? Exactly, I was ready for that. You, you could see it coming, couldn't you? I, I felt that one. Smitty's gonna wear out his rim rim shot finger over there. It's not That's like right. being Zeke Moat, and here, here comes a Patriot Zeke missile. Moat. Stand back, everybody. That's right. Zeke Moat. <laughs> what made me think that's of him? A, that's a deep pull right there, man. I think Zeke it was the, the thrust of the of the rocket. The Patriot missile, I should say. Um, so you did... Uh, so I did that how show. Did you, but how did you get rolling in comedy? Because a lot of people say the hardest thing to do, or, and then some people say, well, you have to do the open mic night. and Sure. All that. Is, that, yeah. is that what you did? Yeah, I did. But first, I was, um, I, was li- I was in Gloucester, living in Gloucester, and I didn't really... I was completely rudderless. I got thrown out of a bunch of colleges for drinking and partying, and I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I found my way into a the comedy had just sort of started in Boston at that point, and I found my way in the back of a comedy club, and I, I watched a couple guys that I didn't think were very funny. And right. you could had, do better, you thought? I thought so, and I had you know I had a lot of a lot of liquid courage in me, and <laughs> so I ran my mouth, and some of my friends took note, and I said I'm going to do this someday, and. So I had it sort of in the back of my head, and we went and watched comedy maybe. I probably saw five or six live stand-up performances over at Stevie D's. Yeah. So Lenny and Gavin and, and you know, Tony V and Kenny Rogerson and those guys. And, right. But then I saw some other guys that just weren't very funny, and I thought, eh, maybe I could find my way into this world. But those guys were treated like absolute rock stars at that point. Right. You know, that was the part. That was the part that intrigued me was like, 
the hottest women in this place were leaving with these guys. And let's <laughs> let's face it; these guys are not the prettiest people yeah, in the room. So, so there's some I mean? women who just really love. You make to them laugh. laugh. You make them laugh. It's right? like tickling them, except figuratively. Yeah, unless you're Something really actually like that. tickling. Or them. maybe you do both. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they, yeah. yeah, that's a double. That's kind of like hedging your bets a little bit on the joke you're going to tell them. Yeah, is tickle them because you're going to get a laugh out of them, right? What year is it? The other, especially under the arm. I'm not really good with years, but this is like general vicinity. Early '90s, late '80s, right somewhere right in there. So like, <laughs> Rogan was going starting up at the same time yes. in Boston. I did open uh, mics. Fitzsimmons. I did open mics with both those guys. They were they were good friends. They are they still are good friends. Um, uh, yeah, Rogan, Fitzsimmons, that that gang. Uh, Bill Burr and Dane Cook came in a little bit after that. Patrice. But it, Patrice was Patrice was a bouncer. Listen to this fucking kid. He went to every single show of everybody ever. Oh yeah, Patrice was a bouncer at the old Comedy Connection um, when I first started, and he used he. Do you talk about watching the room and going, "I'm funny," and these guys? That was that's yeah. that's exactly how Patrice started. And he just went up one night and said, "You guys suck. Step aside." And, <laughs> and, and we went, "You know what? You're right. Yeah, man. You got a point. Yeah, he <laughs> right, was he right. was he was something, man. He was phenomenal. But yeah, so I was working in this in this um, bank. Uh, as a teller, and I had no idea what I was going to do. I kind of had the comedy thing in the back of my head. And they started doing comedy next door at this bar, the Blackburn Tavern in Gloucester. And they were doing like a Sunday night comedy thing where the Boston guys would come up, and it was like a weekly thing. And it was people were, it was, it was new and it was dangerous and it was pretty full, you know? People would go up there and it was a good time. So, comedian went in there one night and he's getting heckled by this woman. And, uh, he calls her something, she calls him something back, and he takes a drink, and uh, she takes a drink, throws it in his face. <laughs> he backhands her, <laughs> and the bench is clear. Was busy. <laughs> and the bench is clear. Uh, the wow. good old days. Yeah. 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 Now that's comedy. <laughs> that's Gloucester is what that is. That's Gloucester, Massachusetts. And um, they started throwing punches, and the cops showed up, and that was the end of that Sunday night. So the... The, the girl was a local. They pressed charges, and it was on the front page of the paper. And I had previously told the guy who ran the place I was curious about comedy, but I didn't really ask him that I wanted to do it. So the next week, nobody showed up because of all the bad press. He had to cancel sure. the show. He comes over the following Monday and says, uh, hey, if I, if I gave you a job as, a, as the host, you think you could bring some people in? And I go, yeah, I know I could. And he goes, all right, why don't you do this? Why don't you put together 10 minutes of comedy? And you host the show, and I'll have I'll have three of the Boston guys, and all I got to do is do ten minutes up front, and see if you can't fill the place Perfect. up. Perfect, perfect, right? Nice. So, but it, the only problem was, I had never written a joke. Uh-huh. So I didn't have one joke. New art form, <laughs> yeah. Art class number one for you. So right. I called my buddy Dave Hackett, and I said, "Get your notepad and get over here. We got to write a comedy act." And we had been going over to DVDs together, and we had been watching. So we wrote ten minutes of the hackiest, worst comedy act you could you know just bad gloucester jokes <laughs> and i went up on stage and we everybody i ever met was there packed sold out how did you get everybody you ever met to come in they yeah. all came i don't know hack it called everyone. classmates well, too and everything wait let me back up so saturday <laughs> saturday i had about eight of my friends over to my apartment and i did my little performance in front of them to get ready Oof. And the third joke I did in my living room, my cousin Billy goes, 
oh, this is going to be fucking great. <laughs> You're going to bomb so bad. Confidence got, builder. He got on the phone and called everyone. But I was pot committed, man. There was no bailing so out. some of them were there to see you bomb. They all were there to see oh, me okay, bomb, okay. I think. All right. <laughs> and, I think and I think they were, in, in some of the jokes, it would be joke, no laugh, and then laugh at me. And then every now and then I got a couple of laughs like, hey, that was pretty good, Jimmy. And got away with it, introduced the full house, introduced the pros. They blow the roof off the place. The guy who owns the place is thrilled. He comes, uh, he comes over to the bank on Monday, gives me an envelope with $20 in it. <laughs> and he says, I'll see you next Sunday, right? And I went, yeah, absolutely. And I remember thinking, 20 bucks. if I could do this a couple of times, three, three times a week, you right, know what I mean? Right, right, So uh, I hosted that show for 15 straight weeks. And then it sort of, there was a summer thing. That's where like 300 bucks. Some, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's exactly money. what it is, man. That's comedy that's, for, money. For me, that's like fifteen lift rides. Yeah. So people, people, but people ask me how long before you were a professional comedian. It was the very first night. That's I, great. And, that's but see, baptism by fire because you didn't have a chance to get nervous about it and, or and, think and, about and it I, too I much. I had to do it, and then by the end of it, by the end of it, I was okay, and I was good enough to go to these open mic nights, and 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 I met fifteen weeks of. So I met forty five comedians. Some of them um, ran different open mic nights, gave me some advice. Some of them told me to quit and go back to the bank, and some of them encouraged me. And uh, there's a comedian named Charlie Hall who ran an open mic down in Rhode Island, and he loved me. He said, come on down, and uh, you can come down any Wednesday night you want. So I went down every Wednesday night for a year. I would drive to Providence, Rhode Island yep. to get on his open mic night, and that's where I met Rogan, Fitzsimmons, right. Tom Carter. You're honing Chris your McGuire. craft. You're doing it regularly. We're just learning how to do it. it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but between good. then, it was once I once I decided this is what I'm going to do. I drove every single night to a comedy show somewhere. I watched some of the best. I performed for five dollars. I performed for nothing. I performed for twenty dollars. You know, I went and. I was doing weekend shows, twenty five bucks a show. Sometimes I was doing two shows a night, and put you know seventy thousand miles on my little Volkswagen that year. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was a comedian, and it just so happened that this was the time in the in the comedy world where it was really blowing up around here. Yeah, yeah. And your timing so, was good, like that yeah. second Boston wave of yeah. comedy. Exactly where 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 every El Torito's had a comedy night and every, yeah. you know, Rose B- Bowling, everywhere. They had Go a, in and see Rogan Fitzsimmons or Louis C.K. All of them. All of them, yeah. All those guys. And it was, um, it, it, you could work every night. And so within, if you weren't good in six months, then you, you get out because right. y- y- the challenge now for, for some of these younger comics now is getting stage time because people don't go out on Tuesday nights. That's right. But this is the time where people were going out on Tuesday nights and getting blitzed and yeah. is the comedians and we go up there and kill three hours an hour watching some funny jokes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, how did you get, I, I know I saw your IMDB. What does that stand for, by the way, Ben? Internet Movie Database. Okay. Yeah, that's my uh, online resume. I thought because I'm a, I'm a dumbass. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I couldn't even get through it. But I found How do you get you, dumbass out of DB. I don't, I don't know. Douchebag is what I meant. Uh, you, but you were in, in the movie Fairly Brothers movie stuck stuck on you. Now were you I in was. between Matt Damon and uh, and uh, Greg uh, Kinnear? Close. I was in a jail cell <laughs> when they got thrown in jail. And you were I, in the I was in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. and um, Lenny Clark, God bless him, he got me that role and introduced me to the Fairley Brothers. But uh, he had a really great scene in that where he was sort of heckling the two of them. And what in that they're they're twins, they're attached Siamese twins, they're attached to the hip, right? And one of them is actually physically in the cell, and the other one is outside because <laughs> the other one got arrested. How they worked that out? Yeah, and that's tough. I don't know if this. I don't think this line ever made the movie, but. 
uh, Lenny was improv a bunch of lines, and Lenny goes, you two should ask for separate trials. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, by the way, he's promised to come in here. Oh, yeah. Where is he? He's traveling. Okay. He's yeah. on a road. He's always on a road. I know. Man. He's a busy He's man. a great guy, though, yeah. He'll he's get one him. of the He'll greats. get him in here. He'd be happy to One be of the greats. Now, when you're looking to put together a comedy routine, do you, yes. do you check the news? No. Do you, what do you do? I don't like doing the news stuff because it's dated. Hold on. I got um, a question. Yeah, because yes. I got some today's news. When you go on stage, <laughs> yes. and other comedians have said this, and uh, I think it was James Montgomery that told us he was talking to a comedian. He's very funny. And, oh, all right. No, and, go ahead. And Montgomery said that when you go on stage... <laughs> yes. You've got to be fearless. It was Bob Montgomery that said that. The, oh, Bob, of course. <laughs> and he meant the mound. But fearless. Uh, do, um, do you have that sense of, uh, or, do, or do you get uh, jitters? How do you feel when you go on stage? No, I get an, I get an energy. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid. I've been doing it for a long, long time. And, yeah. and I get excited when I have a new joke. Like, I, I hope that this joke's going to go over well. Yeah. That's, you really get a little boost of energy when you're doing that, like in the middle of 15 minutes that you know works. You're trying out the three new jokes that you wrote today. Right. You get a little excitement there, but unless it's a, unless there are people in the room and you're auditioning for something or it's something, and even then you just got to kind of mitigate your energy and just kind of, I, I don't get nervous or any of that. I get excited because it's, it sounds cliche, but it's so much fun to do yeah. that most of the nights, I mean, some nights suck. <laughs> some nights you're just babysitting drunken idiots, you know, but that's fine too. You need just count your money and you go home, you know, but, but most nights I get on stage and I go, that, you know, that's the best part of the day. What's it like when you know you're having a good night, but somebody thinks you suck? Yeah, that's on him. That's usually on the person, you know. And, and, well, I, and it's I time to beat the living shit out of the guy. <laughs> that's how we is. used to do it. I mean, how do you handle the hecklers? <laughs> that's how, literally how you used to do it, guy. Yeah. Hey, Patrice, yeah. take that guy out behind uh, Finagle a Bagel right. <laughs> and show him what's going on. Kick him a new pair of nuts. <laughs> uh, every now and then, you know, I, you get hecklers or whatever, but I, I can – I'm usually not – You're the heckler is usually drunk. Yeah. I'm usually sober. I'm usually wittier, and I usually have a sound system. Yeah, right, so you're right. going you're gonna to lose 99 percent of the it's time. It's the bully pulpit. You've Their voice is going to be louder. Yeah, yeah. and we, and and also the audience is like, dude, shut up. We didn't come to see you. We come to hear what this guy has to say. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's always the winner. Now we do a little thing every uh, week on this uh, podcast. Is that what it is? Podcast? I think it is. I yeah. see computers. <clears throat> you know, I, in, in south of the border, it's. A, <laughs> On the programa del radio. Si. <laughs> claro que si. You know, you wouldn't believe the amount of Spanish-speaking people I pick up in my Lyft vehicle. I love speaking Spanish, you know. Es mi segunda lengua. <laughs> uh, and I like to work on, the, work on learning the different palabras, which is words. I picked up this beautiful girl, and I, I knew she was Hispanic. I didn't know what country. I said, where are you from? She's Puerto Rico. I said, how come every time I meet a Puerto Rican girl, she's gorgeous? Yeah. She yeah. goes, oh, thank you. I, I love her so here's her address <laughs> no uh but I, we we um what was i gonna say oh yeah palindrome of the week the palindrome now palindromes for those who don't know are things that are spelled backwards and forwards by the way i got a text like from ben earlier he said he has i know a palindrome. I, I know the simple ones are like bob. mom bob dad poop um <laughs> toot Tit, yeah. you know, stuff, stuff like that. Those are the simple words. They, they get more advanced when you go with mm -hmm. ra race car and uh, race car, butt yeah. raft fart tub that we had we covered last week. What <laughs> but, is your palindrome but, but, of the week, Ben? Well, don't nod. Off. It, <laughs> don't nod no, off. No, that was a palindrome. 
Oh, don't nod. Oh, sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, that's a, but I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think it's the longest one in the dictionary. They don't have palindromes in the dictionary. No. They do. With single words? Single words. Okay, go. Tat-a-rat-tat. That's like five words. It's that's one a, word. Is that Baltimore? That's a <laughs> cartoon sound effect. That's Al Capone taking a dump. It is a sound. <laughs> what it? What is it? It's knocking on the door. It was coined by your fellow Irishman, James Joyce. Okay. Well, I, you know, do you mind if I don't write that one down? Because yeah. it's not going to be on my list of famous palindromes. No, no. That, that's just good knowledge. Did that's just like, solid information for you. Last week, I gave him this palindrome. Go ahead. Lisa Bonet ate no basil. <laughs> And he had to write it down and look at it. I go, wait a minute, I'm checking your work. I go, what, am I going to lie about it? Uh, but the one I got for you this week is the sm- simplest yet most beautiful palindrome there is. Go ahead. And it's geographical in nature. Mm. All right, now write this down, Ben. I know this Here you one. Go. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. That makes me. It almost gives me a little Woody Chub Chub. There's something going on with that. Uh, those those palindromes. There's something like uh, <laughs> ethereal going on. It's reflexive, sir. Yeah. I demand. I'm a man. Oh fuck! I fucked it up. Sir, Can't sir? even fucking what, wait, read. Wait, what, what is it, uh, sir? I demand. I'm a ma- maid named Iris. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I, I want her more than ever. Read. I can't tell you how many times that comes out of my mouth when I'm saying that sentence. <laughs> right. All right, so I'm going to give this one to Jimmy to take with him. And maybe he'll throw it into one of his comedy routines one time on a stage somewhere. People go, oh, palindromic, oh, yeah. in case I'm doing too well. Ready? This will help, Jimmy. Yeah. This is the one that's the most famous. We covered this a couple weeks ago. Okay. Go hang a salami. <laughs> I'm a lasagna hog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's perfect. All right, so I was telling you the people, news. People listen to this? No, they, no, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they're tuned out by now. <laughs> Once we get to palindromes, they're like, what the fuck are they doing? Hey, shut up. Some people love them, all right? <laughs> um, well, I was listening I, to... Do, hold on. Do, does anybody like them? Have you gotten any feedback about the palindrome of the week? If I had, I would keep it to myself and not share it with you, <laughs> butt-raft fart tub. Um, I was listening to WBZ, boss. Now, you know, the radio world is just in total upheaval right now. Yes. I mean, the Hillman is doing mornings on the sports radio station. Craziness. They Callahan. got rid of Matt, they got rid of Maddie and Nick with my buddies. Yeah. And now Nick's, I think, on the morning. And yeah. yeah. I don't know. But he's Fitzy. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, I, I'm confused. I think he's confused as exactly who he is. <laughs> Don't you think so? I got him a cheeseburger this morning. Out of the whole crew, he's the only one that said that. Mm, he's got a he's got a different <laughs> moniker every time. You he's know, a he, good man. Yeah. He's a good man. But but yeah, you're right. He does. I some like days him. he's one guy, and the other days the other guy. It, it is a split personality. Yeah. But the, the the radio world is in total upheaval. So now I've decided I'm just going to listen to WBZ okay. News Radio 10:30. At least it's news. Right? Yeah. Do you have um, to go to like a flea market to get a radio that picks that stuff up, or how do you? Any old do you tune AM that radio. In? Oh, okay, all right. Hey, don't forget. I, I don't have it. I, I I've been telling my wife if you see an old AM radio, I want it for the porch. It's so in my car. I, but I want to sit out on the porch and listen to the Red Sox <laughs> in a rocking chair. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you just yeah, take yeah. his car? I'm getting old. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll I don't think his car, car. fit on my porch. But you know, nothing sounds like Red Sox games don't sound the same on FM. No. Right? no. So anyway, maybe it's because we grew up with it. I love that sound of the AM radio. I, it just crackles and cr- and you lose it under bridges, which is so charming. Well, that's a safety feature. It's like, I, yeah. what, what was he saying? I missed the safety feature. Yeah. Um, also, it's a weather thing. It lets you know in thunder and lightning. It's also the 
entire city of Boston is now underground, so that's, you can't listen to the game when you're stuck for right. three hours of traffic. Oh, yes. The big dig is only like 17 miles. What a scam that was. Um, I heard these news stories, and I'd like you guys to just give me any comments you have on All right. I'll give you the headlines. Let's go through the news. Lawyer, Saints fan, suing the NFL. Why? Because of the flag, the flag that wasn't thrown, and it cost the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that? It's a waste of fucking money. I think it's justified. God, think about if your team. What a waste of time and money. What if your team was prevented from going to the Super Bowl because some ref was an ass wipe and didn't do his job? And, and, and it's not just a big play. It's the play that the determines play. whether you go to the Super Bowl or not. That's you know what the, that waste is, my time though. and sue the league? That's, yeah, fuck them. No, that's some douchebag lawyer. Yes, He's of course. Just trying. Yeah. Exactly. Is there another kind? Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is redundant. It's not a palindrome, but it is a redundant. <laughs> um, redundant. It's an oxymoron, I guess, is what we're looking yeah. for there. So, yeah. I mean, but I'm, if I'm a Saints fan, I'm I'm going to be pissed for life about that. Not of course. Just, yeah. That's that, that. That part's. I get that, but you can't get lawyers involved. That's just nonsense. Can they at least get the guy fired, like Minahan did with me? <laughs> he should have been. He should have been fired. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. We'll see. We. At least um, agree on that. But when the when when the gambling, not that there's not prevalent gambling now, but when it becomes more above the table, yeah. if you will, you know that that shit's going to have giant impact. Oh, it's, you know I what I mean? It did anyway. It, I, oh, it definitely did anyway. It did but for when me. but when housewives are betting on the game in, in the yeah. next couple of years, I had you the know Saints, what I mean? man. I had the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> ten. There's ten, the story. Ten, There's the end of that story. Jimmy, ten large. <laughs> Did you really? Ten dollars. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> And I had to answer to my wife for that ten bucks too. Listen, if you think ten large is ten dollars, don't call my guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a Walmart shooting on the Kentucky-Tennessee line. No, was it Alabama, Mississippi? I don't know. Listen to what happened. This guy shot this customer, and. She, she was a jerk, and he was pissing. He shot her. And why? Well, he was already pissed because they had suspended him the day before oh. for attacking someone with a knife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just couldn't get enough. This guy, and this year, that's a local Walmart, and I think it was Alabama. I'm going to guess sporting goods department. Probably. Yeah, I'd yeah, stay he, out of that for a little while until, ready to until go. we know Man. this guy's gone. If only they did background checks. Somehow, if before, only. You, if before well, you hired hey, somebody at the how about Walmart back hair to checks. sell guns. <laughs> uh, Louis Aponte. Does that name ring a bell? You're a Red Sox fan from way back. Way I don't back. know if you go back this far. Louis Aponte. Okay. Mm. He was a pitcher on the Red Sox. A little yeah. right-handed guy. I think he was from... Some he was from some country where they spoke Spanish. I can't remember which one. one okay. those, yeah. Louis Aponte. Not him, though. This is a different guy named Louis Aponte, who's a Rhode Island politician... And who just got in a shitload of trouble because he was he embezzled fourteen thousand dollars from his campaign <laughs> in cash in Rhode Island. Do you believe it? I never thought anyone did anything weird in Rhode Island. No, that sounds or, way out of illegal. Place. You know, Rhode but you Island know embezzler. There's you know, another oxymoron. <laughs> you know, what he used the money for this is what this is my favorite. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Uh, Italian ice. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> All right, and that's a true story. I heard it on WBZ. And if it was on, if it's told on WBZ, it, it must, must be, be true. true. How do you how do you spend fourteen grand on Netflix? I, you know, I don't know. Louis Aponte has gotten it done. Uh, here's one for you, man. At Baltimore's BWI Airport, yep, boards the plane with a rocket launcher. <laughs> they. Didn't notice, I guess. I don't know. He got on a plane, 
had a rocket launcher. Then someone finally said, you know, I'm not sure you can get on this plane with a rocket launcher. And uh, he was a former serviceman. I think that was... Uh, did he forget he had it in his no, bag? he forgot. Oh, he did. Really? Bad Seinfeld? No, no, no. Yeah, I, real bad. No, I, was I that know. a Seinfeld? Nah, I don't know. I, I'm just, oh, but he gets on the thing. He, he forgot he had it in his bag. You know, God, I... My shaving kit's back at the hotel, but my rocket launcher's in the suitcase. I forgot to take it out. I had it out for this weekend. What a douche. And they, we were out rocket launching. They and, let him uh, get back. After they took the rocket launcher, they let him get back on and take his flight. Of course they did. What? Wow. Yeah. Did you hear that on WBZ as well? I heard that on WBZ, Radio 1030, Boston. <laughs> How far down did he get to the gangway with the rocket launcher, or did they catch him at TSA? I think he was on the plane. He yeah. was on the plane. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he just opened it up to get out a, a mint. Yeah. And uh, hey, someone saw it. <laughs> Where did I leave my headphones? Oh, they're in my rocket launcher bag. <laughs> Excuse me. With all my Excuse other me, flight attendant. Missile. Missile. <laughs> oh, there's the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, John Dillinger will be exu exhumed. His body will be exhumed. Did Why? you hear that one today? No, John Why? Dillinger is reputed to have a uh, very Sh huge long. Yeah. Yeah, like the, like, <laughs> like. He's got two, a rocket launcher. Two feet long, like it, pornos, Johnny so Holmes. Is you could never the, get it on the plane, though. Is it in the Smithsonian? Uh, no, but his, um. His balls are no. I don't know. I don't. What do you think? I'm a nut. A nut. What do you call those? Yes. Nut groupie or something. Yes. In the uh, John Dillinger legend category, though, yes, he was supposed to have been hung like a horse. Uh, you know, me on the other hand, you know, I'm hung like a Shetland pony, <laughs> or you thought of a field mouse. But no, you no. Know, the guy is legendary for that. It's shot in 1934. You know, by Melvin Purvis out in front of the movie theater. Melvin. And you know what? Didn't shoot him in the penis. Oh. So maybe that is somewhere. But they're going to exhume him for, I don't know what the reason is. I think his great nephew has the rights to his body. Hmm. And the people have been going to his grave and stuff like that. So he wants to take some of the pressure off uh, uh, old uh, Jed, uh, JD, I should say. Did you hear that on WBZ? I heard that, interestingly, on WBZ Boston. <laughs> Five things you need to know. And I learned them all. Uh, and then the other thing that's really getting me crazy is all this talk. Now, this guy's a racist. That guy's a racist. And, oh, he's a racist. Now, right. now Donald Trump is calling Al Sharpton a racist. <laughs> Why? Just because he hates white people? <laughs> I mean, what's racist about that? I mean, do you believe the talk that's going on right now about the racism thing? It's getting like a comedy skit on SNL. It's skin color. We're all humans. What's the problem here? I mean, politics. Uh, why can't we all just get along is what Mikey, I think, it, is trying right. to say. I mean, yeah. I remember the music from the 70s. I mean, was Barry White? No. Uh, was Al Green? No, no, no. Oh. Was Vida Blue? I don't know. I mean, was Scylla, Sometimes. Was Scylla Black? I mean, she had that hit record, remember? No, she was not. Uh, was Al, was uh, James Brown? Yes. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, yes. Well, that one he was, okay. yes. Yeah. Uh, is Pink Pink? <laughs> Only on the inside. Uh, was Marvin Gaye? I don't know. Did Stevie Wonder? I, I think so. It's all about just let's all get along, it's all about okay? The puns is what it's all Jesus about. Jesus, God <laughs> Almighty, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Can't we just be friends? You need a, you need something to you know what you need, Mikey. What? You need something to relieve Alcohol. your stress. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back to drinking. I really do. <laughs> this weed stuff's got me crazy. Uh, but it is therapeutic. We also, uh, Jimmy, if, I know you've, he's going to win this category. Uh, uh, whenever we have a guest that he's a comedian, they've always met people more better, more betterer than more we better have. than us. Yeah, oh yeah, I've met much better people than you guys. <laughs> yeah, we have this. Oh no, not that way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. We have this category called brush. 
with greatness. Oh, boy. Brought to you by Crest. Brush with Crest. Crest has been shown to be an effective decay preventing dentifrice when used in a conscientiously applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. Crest. Dentifrice? Dentifrice. That's right. That's Uh, that's another great thing about podcasts is you can completely make up your sponsors. No one's calling you on that. And we do. I know. I just saw that. How would your grandmother read that ad? My grandmother? Yeah. With or without the teeth in? Without the teeth and with the uh, the accent. Crest has been shown to be an effective decay (laughs) preventing death of width. Hold on. Hold on. My phone's ringing. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, it's Madonna. <laughs> Tell her stop fucking calling me when I'm doing my podcast. Uh, uh, this, this thing runs like a Swiss <laughs> clock, man. <laughs> Thank God you know, the Red Sox game's on. Speaking of racism, I don't. It is on. I don't care for the Swiss. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. They, Madonna, pick a side. Is that what you say? Press the side button. I don't have. He a, doesn't know how to do that. Turn off my side piece with a side button. Uh, Madonna. Uh, oh, oh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. We weren't talking about anything. Brush with greatness. Brush with greatness. Oh, the Swiss. No, the Swiss, how they piss me off. I mean, I'm not a racist, okay, but the Swiss. This is your brush with greatness? No, but i got to tell you this because i got to get off my chest. Did you hear this on WBC? No, this is my right straight from my head. The Swiss piss me off, okay? First of all, do they think we don't see the holes in that cheese? (laughs) <laughs> like they're not they're ripping us off. It's not solid. It's like there's whole. Uh, okay. The other thing is, you want me to call the open mic guys? <laughs> who <laughs> who likes yodeling? Do you? No, nobody S- likes to yodel. See, that's another thing. And their banks and their and their neutrality and their cocoa and their fucking watches. You Cocoa's know, Swiss. pretty good. He, uh, <sighs> done with the Swiss. They are knives. I'm so done with this. All the Swiss. <laughs> All right, now, brush with greatness. Go ahead, Ben. Who'd you meet that was famous one time and you want to tell us about it? Last time you said nobody. Wow. Yeah, it's been a tough life. It's been a tough life. Um, My brush with greatness actually happened today. Wow. All right. Today. Uh, I was in my house getting ready to leave for uh, an appointment. And I look outside in the back, and I'm used to seeing, like, deer and and kind of wildlife roaming around. Sure. And I look. Where do you you live? Up in Groton. Okay. Right right on uh, conservation land. Okay. And, um... I just see what I thought was a deer, typical, in my backyard. All right. No big deal. Do a double take and realize... It's Bambi. Holy shit, that's a fucking cow that's in my cow backyard. a cow in your backyard. All right. Now you say, why is this a brush with greatness? A brush yeah. with greatness. It's a cow's cow. name? Greatness. Um, how'd you know that? that? Oh. Cow, the collar? Collar. Had a the little cow's tag? Name the, was... Well, the bell on it just said greatness, greatness. across it. Greatness. <laughs> Did you milk her? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you? Because that would be utter failure <laughs> on your part. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Now, uh, I, thought that was, pun, I thought that was going to lead to a puns. string of cow puns. That's the all, only reason. coming. No. I mean, yeah. You had a bum steer on that. <laughs> you really did. And that's no bull. So, Were you horny with her? <laughs> okay. <stop. laughs> all right. Now, uh, yeah. who wants to go next? Jimmy? Done? Brush with greatness? Yes. Who, give me somebody. You not Letterman. Famous. Not Conan. Yes. All somebody, right, somebody greater than that. <laughs> um, Robin Williams, nice. also notorious for having a huge penis. Didn't see that, but uh, it was in the documentary. Yeah, but what got to it? hang with him for a couple of days. That was pretty cool. 
Yeah, I got to open up for him out in Vegas and That's hang out with really, him. That's really, really yeah, great. Yeah, he was really cool. Yeah, now, how uh, how exactly like he was on stage? Was he off stage or not at all? He was not at all like that. I, he had a he had a bunch of very funny, crazy friends that he would like to have hang out with him that would sort of bring that energy. And he enjoyed not being on. When he wasn't on. When he wasn't on, yeah. but when people showed up. When you we, say bring the energy, do you mean cocaine? <laughs> no, I, this was way past those days. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've heard those stories too, but this was um, this was way past those days. So we were in Vegas. We were working at a club. He was working at a big theater, ten thousand seater down the down the street. And Tony V, comedian from Boston, good, tremendous, good yeah. friend of mine, and yeah. a really great comic. Yeah. Friends with um, Robin, and also friends with Bobcat Goldthwait. And uh, this guy named Toby Huss, who you may not know, but he's an actor, and he's been on a whole bunch of things. And he did all the voices from uh, King of the Hill. And uh, he's been in a whole bunch of... He was Nobody Beats the Wiz in Seinfeld. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was the Wiz <laughs> he guy. He was the Wiz? He's the Wiz guy. Wow. I'm the Wiz. I'm, I'm the Wiz. Wiz. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty eclectic He's, he's a really career. funny guy. Yeah. So anyway, they were all... They'll come down to hang out. We were at the Riviera Comedy Club. And... The Riviera at the time was sort of on the end, at the end, you know. But the club was still pretty cool. So the, in order to get into the club, you had to come upstairs through the casino. And downstairs, there was a fake Neil Diamond singing in the lounge. Like a Neil Diamond. My favorite kind. Yeah, right? <laughs> was that Neil Damon? <laughs> By the way, I got a buddy who's a comic. This is a side. He does a thing called Dirty Diamond. And he does this filthy Neil Diamond impression. Really? It's you got to look it up. Does it's, he change the lyrics? It changes song? 100%, yeah. and it's brilliant. But anyway, so <laughs> in order to come into the theater, you go by fake Neil Diamond, and then you come upstairs. Right. So Robin just happens to come down. He wants to come down and hang out with us because he's got the night off. He's working the next night. So he's hanging out in the green room with us, and he goes, uh, you know what? I'll do a set. Really? Yeah. There's 60 people in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I go out, and I go, we got 60 a, lucky people. I go, we got a special guest. Please welcome Robin Williams. And he comes out, and people are looking at him, and he starts doing a few jokes, and not really, it's not happening, you know? <laughs> and they're looking, and, they're, and then and this one woman goes, No, I think it's really him. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, you fucks, it's me. It's really me. And they start laughing. Then they start laughing. He blows, right. he blows the roof off the They board. were stunned. And they, initial they, going, they, they couldn't they even thought hear it was what a, he was they saying. They thought it was a fake. Right. That's they awesome. thought he was, a, a, you know, because I, there's so many impersonators in, in Vegas. I think Jimmy wins. is going, But Bill Smith, your last one was Elvis. Elvis, that's right. Yeah. So well, who's your new brush with greatness? I was thinking about this today. Uh, it was back in 1980-something. I was over at Channel 7 for some big thing they were doing. I've forgotten what it was. You met Dino? <laughs> yes. But, in fact, Dino may have been working there at the time. But um, there I was in the green room. I, my job was to go out and introduce people. Yeah. yeah. So And I go back to the green room, and I just sit there and wait and have flat meat sandwich and chips and stuff and wait and watch the monitor. And there was a guy sitting across the room reading the newspaper. And he went to change the newspaper. He flapped it shut to change the page. And when he did, I got a look at his face, and it was Dick Clark. So I went, oh, wow. And he put the paper down, and he says, what? I said, Dick Clark. He said, what's your name? I said, uh, Bill Smith. He said, wow, 
Bill Smith. We had a little chat, but I needed to hire an afternoon drive guy. That was the chat? That was the chat. Dick Clark. Yeah. Oh, he was funny. But he was just normal. What I liked about him is he was just a normal guy, but a nice guy. So I said, I need to hire an afternoon drive guy. You've had lots of experience in this field. What do you look for when you're hiring somebody for a position like that? And it was interesting. Same thing. He said, you look for somebody that can get along with other people. That he said, there isn't a job in broadcasting you can't learn how to do and do well, right from cold if you really want to do it. But that was it. And uh, Dick so, Clark. Dick Clark. Yeah. And, and he didn't give you a rating. You can dance to it. I'll give no, it a six. He was just as normal just, as, yeah. as anything. Yeah. Um, okay, my brush with greatness was well, I, did I, I, did I tell you the story of Tyne Daly already, so I'm, didn't I? No. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, can I save that or should I do that now? Christine, now, which is faster, bridge or tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> I, should I do Dave Justy or should I do Tyne Daly? What, which one? Go ahead. Tyne Daly. Tyne Daly. All right. So I'm banging Tyne Daly. <laughs> no, no. No, no, I'm not really. Get that bell. She's, I, don't, I don't even think she likes men. I'm not sure, though. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. We don't know. I'm in the cafeteria at NECN, and I'm eating, you know, and having a snapple, and I'm watching the little tiny shitty monitor they had in there, you know, and all of a sudden, in walks Tyne Daly. And I said to her, I go, oh, I said, where's Sharon Gless? She goes, in the other room. I said, no! Where bring her in here, you Cagney and Lacey nipples? So she, she... She came walking through moments later. Tyne, so now it's Tyne Daly and uh, Sharon Gless. Uh, Cagney and Lacey. I'm going, this is so awesome. It's like I have network cable. So then I'm talking to them. They were both very nice. Did they ask you which way is faster, bridge or tunnel? I'm like, no. But I was trying to figure out if they had ever, you know. That's every episode. <laughs> so, right. right. So all in, uh, they were doing a little seminar on women in whatever, and it was a women's thing, you know, women's. So the next famous person that they were with on this panel, and I hadn't seen it, you know, I was sleeping in my office the whole night. All of a sudden I see, here comes Lily Tomlin. Oh, wow. So the three right. of them, power trio, yeah. were on neck, and no one even knew. I didn't know. I'm in the cafeteria. They come in. They sit out getting stuff out of the vending machine. They're eating. We're sitting down talking. I said, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Tyne Daly, Sharon Gless, and Lily Tomlin. Oh, yeah. And they were all so nice, and uh, they I'm not sure they, any of them like men, but that's okay. They were nice to me. You should open with Lily Tomlin. Really? Yeah. Yeah, much bigger name. Yeah. Well, but I had to build up to it because they were together. Look at this know. catch Mookie makes right now. That's a nice catch. We're watching the game together. <laughs> By the way, the podcast is pretty much over now, right? Oh, this is, uh, we're still running tape? Is <laughs> it tape? I don't even know if it's tape. <laughs> no, we're etching it uh, uh, onto uh, scriptures. We, well, before we go, we yes. should plug some upcoming shows for you. Sure. Why wouldn't we do that? August 24th, MGM Springfield Roar Comedy Club. Yeah, that's going to be fun. August 29th, Lake Winnipesaukee at the Margate. Don't that's forget on August too. 31st at the Boston Harbor in Boston, the Comedy Crows. I'll be doing that as well. September 28th, Peterborough Town Center. Yeah, that's a new theater they just built, and it's supposed to be fantastic, and I'm, I think I'm one of the first people that, to perform there. It's I can't in wait Peterborough, New Hampshire, yeah, so I'm don't forget forward to, to that. bring your Peter. Yeah, or your borough. October 19th, the Boston Comedy Blowout at the Lynn Auditorium. Those, those shows are great. I, I believe I'm with uh, Don Gavin and Tony V as well on that one, too. And the comedy scene on the 9th of November. Foxborough. 
God, you really plan your schedule way ahead, don't you? I do. I do plan that's it. Way. Those are just the ones I'm trying to sell tickets to. I got I got gigs planned all the way out to that's next year. Uh, at the Giletti Stadium in Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O. -O. Joe, do you go to those shows at all? <laughs> I go to every show I can. When I'm not, of course, working, maybe top of the seventh inning. Here comes the pitch. It's hit to left field. Oh, can you believe it? Thanks for coming in, Jimmy Dunn. Thanks for having me, Mikey. I, I miss you on the radio. Thanks, after buddy. the I, and, and I say this sincerely. When you, when you were on after the game, you were the only one that I really, really felt gave a shit about that game. It came across like... This 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 is what I want to hear because I was an angry fan. You were an angry fan, and we're yep. like, "Fuck! Why do we? How do we do?" You know what I mean? The difference between us was you were an angry fan. I was an angry stoned. Fan. <laughs> Thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Jimmy Dunn, everybody.